Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. It is good to have you tuning in, as always, especially because I know that you, you right there, have left a five-star review. That keeps myself happy. It keeps someone like Mikey happy. I've just seen him, actually. We both went to the physio at the same time, the same place as well. Uh, his car is looking very clean, which is uh, you know probably to be expected of that man, but a couple of battlers ourselves getting a bit older and having to head into the physio to have the body worked on gee it's tough out here team but hopefully wherever you are you are looking after yourself as well physically mentally and financially those are three big key pillars for all of us something I've been thinking about a lot uh, this week and I was going to do a video about this at some stage but basically in the gym this week I've been thinking about how someone said something to me once and it really stuck with me and they were basically talking to me but talking to a lot of people in the gym. And they said, you spend so much time working on your body, but you don't even have your finances in order. And I'm like, boom, cop that right between the eyes. What they went on to say was basically, look at the people that are in here that will spend so much time in here getting their biceps in order, quads, whatever, trying to look good, but don't actually get their shit sorted outside of the gym whether that be finances or even tidying the mind up, relationships, etc. And I thought, holy, fucking tone it down. Um, and sometimes when you hear something like that, you don't want to hear that because you're thinking, well, I'm doing the right thing. I'm getting in the gym here. This is really good for me. Just fucking get off my case, mate. And you're telling me, you know, that I don't have shit sorted. Like, how do you even know that? Uh, and I didn't, this person didn't even know anything about financial situations. So I think uh, it's just... A, it basically, the concept is what they're saying, or the principle as such, or the teaching was that, you know, sometimes we'll spend so much time focused on one thing, but often we're not trying to sort other things out as well. And people will spend more time in the gym than they will on their own finances, or they might spend more time gaming, for instance, compared to working on their finances or sorting out their problems or um, trying to get into a better position. And I think more and more, we are delegating our responsibility for our physical health, our mental health and our financial health to our employer and the conversation has gone from they need to look after your physical health, they need to look after your mental health in the workplace, they need to provide more sick leave, they need to provide you more flexibility, uh, they need to be increasing your pay to keep you up with inflation and all these things but there's, there's an element of that, however you don't want to leave that responsibility with your employer because what if your employer just says hey sorry we don't need you anymore? then what do you do? You've been dependent on them for how they are encouraging you to look after those three aspects of your life or you've delegated responsibility to them but one day they might not be there for you or they may not care about that or they might have their own things they need to sort out and yours become secondary. So I wonder if maybe we're being pushed into this false kind of hope that our employer or somebody else is going to come along and sort out our physical our mental and our financial well-being when really we've got to try and get that shit under control ourselves because I'm sure if you don't have children but if you can work further into your life, say you did, would you want to teach them that those three things are the responsibility of your employer, of the school, of the government? No, like you'd want to teach them to own those things and get some help from your employer, the government, wherever, teachers and stuff, but then 
get the baseline, but then go out and do the work yourself as well. So something I've been sort of pondering uh, in the gym this week, and because when often as well, when you take a lesson like that, this person basically said, you know, you spend more time working on your body than you do on your finances, you've got it out of balance. So I'm like, oh, okie dokie. Uh, but what often happens is then you go and start putting more time into your finances or your business, for instance, for me, um, or another area of your life, and then the other area starts to decrease a little bit and you get frustrated because you think, well, fuck, now I'm going backwards, I'm not as big as I was, I'm not as strong, I can't bench the same amount, I can't squat the same amount, I can't do as many chin-ups, whatever it may be, but sometimes you've got to let something go a little bit in one area of your life to then be able to give that time or energy or allocation of your resource, whether that's your thinking or uh, your energy over to another area to get that stuff going as well. So maybe that just gets you thinking about where maybe you might be pouring a whole heap of time in, in your life at the moment, um, but then you're, are you neglecting other things? Can you bring some balance across all three of those things, all the things that are important to you? And it could be family and stuff like that too. I've just used those three things as an example. Now, that tangent out of the way, this week's Money Mail is very, very important because it's part of a few emails and this one sets the scene. So the title is, Did Education Cost You Your Belief? Invest in yourself. The best investment you can make is in yourself. We've all heard these sayings, but not everyone is interested in this. These sayings are almost thrown around so much that I don't think people believe it to be true anymore. It got me thinking, why? Because so many smart, wealthy, happy and experienced people say things like this. They say, you know, invest in yourself, continue to invest in yourself, invest in your education, the best investment you can make is in yourself. But we're all looking at the main freights and things like that. And as I've taught you before, a mentor once said to me, you know, why, why are you looking to invest in main freight when you could be looking to invest in your own business or yourself because you're going to get a way bigger return? And I'm like, whoa, you know, that is so true. But often we don't prioritize investing in ourselves. So why, you know? Why, when so many people are saying that this is a smart thing to do, are we not into that? Now, I saw Warren Buffett giving this as his key piece of advice for younger people, and he's invested enough to accumulate $112 billion. You know, I'd imagine some people asking him, what's the best investment you can make? People will probably be like, tell me the story about the one stock that went from $10 to 10000 or something, and you made all this money. He's got $112 billion of net worth, US, and he's saying it's to invest in yourself. So surely it's true. Our did you know for this week, I'll read it out now, is this quote, ultimately there's one investment that supersedes all others, invest in yourself. Nobody can take away what you've got in yourself and everybody has a potential they haven't used yet. That was Warren Buffett, 2017. So let me remind you and rewind a little bit to where you would have been doing this because you have done a lot of this in your life already. You invested years of your life going to school Primary school, what's that, five years? Seven years, actually, I think. Well, some people went like intermediate or whatever, but seven years pre going to high school, then five years at high school. And then for a lot of your time and money going to university, if that was your thing, effort into relationships with people around you, time into becoming a parent for the first time, if that's the journey you've gone on, because you don't know fucking how to be a parent before you've had a child, do you? But you have to learn that shit. And I don't know, like, I don't have children, but I see this with people that have had children and my mates and stuff and I talk to them about it, they're like, holy shit, I had to learn about this. I'm like, how do you know when to do that? And they're like, oh, well, fuck, you know, you just have to figure it out. So you've got to put time and effort into learning those things. And often with 
clients when I speak to them about their children I'm like man that's like a full-time job in itself because you literally have to know how to keep them alive and shit like that's not easy um, and hopefully you know some of you as parents will probably be laughing at that but because you just take it for granted because it's what you have to do but there's a lot of education that has to go into like raising a child right it's a fucking completely new journey anyway those are just four examples of how you've been huge on investing in yourself already in your life now let's look at somebody, let's just take an example, let's look at somebody who goes through 12 years of schooling and then three years of uni to get to an entry level job. Now it's probably no wonder they don't want to do any further investing in themselves after that. So a reminder, I'm trying to figure out why people wouldn't want to continue to invest in themselves. So they've gone through 12 years of school, three years of uni, they get an entry level job and this is probably all they can remember by that, this stage is that they've got the job, they've done 15 years of memories of education and then you get told you're going to get a $60,000 job. Now I don't know what an entry level job is these days coming out of uni, it's going to depend what the degree is but I just took 60k because that's below the median and average income and I thought right, you might be starting these days and I've actually seen a couple of grads recently who are starting on $60,000. So then of course you've got to pay your tax. So about $46,200 in the hand after taxes and KiwiSaver. I often do these calculations with KiwiSaver uh, because they're diligently providing for their future or maybe even in this situation they'd be providing for their first home so they could pull it out and prop up uh, property, the property market by buying their first home for instance which KiwiSaver allows you to do. So after tax, they've got less than $1,000 a week in the hand for their troubles. And I didn't even factor in repaying a student loan in here too. So basically, if they were, you could loosely say that another six grand at a minimum of that 60 k is going to be gone. So then they're down to 54 k taxes, etc., etc. so even less. So they're going to be thinking, seriously, is this it? After 15 years of investments, is this really worth it? Because I've invested 15 years of time into education and I have to swap 40 hours a week to get my less than $1,000 a week. Well of course not because you're really now just getting started but you can forgive people for thinking where is the return on this investment. Perhaps some people are so fatigued from the level of investment that they think they've already made. The hard thing to understand and accept for a lot of us that went to university is that we've all largely received the same education, same as schooling, you know, we're basically all taught the same sorts of things, but you know, some things are a little bit different depending on what school you go to. How are we any more valuable than the person next to us with the exact same education pathway? You know, I didn't even notice this at my graduation. You know, I didn't think, holy shit, they're about to read out a list of all different names, but we've all got the exact same piece of paper. You know, how do you then differentiate yourself? But we feel like we're so valuable because we've gone through the schooling system, then university, got this degree. But really, in the eyes of an employer, we're just a name on a piece of paper for a potential interview, and we've got the same credentials, and that's where you've got to go on your journey, right, of trying to stand out. So we are all, effectively, when we get those degrees, the same. Would you agree? Maybe, maybe not, but this is where the value comes in in applying ourselves. That's where it's up to each of us individually to lean into our own skill sets, our interests, our knowledge, and to become more valuable. But people would then say, yes, but I'm too tired to do that, and why should I have to? I haven't seen a return, so why would I believe that? You know, they've already done 15 years of this by the time they get to the end of university, so 
Is this why people don't go out and learn extra skills? So try telling someone, well, great, you've just got into the workforce now, you've done 15 years of learning, and now we need you to learn a whole heap of new shit. Now, usually people do this anyway, by default, because they have to learn on the job. But then you're saying to them, look, if you want to be even more valuable, you need to be doing more, you need to be doing it after work, you need to be learning different things, and people are probably just like, fuck, I've just been doing this for the last 15 years, why would I want to do this? Now recently, I saw a good pal of mine say, and I quote, it always blows me away how so many expect all the good shit to be easy, and how little they are prepared to suffer through to make things better. Now it's easy for this person to say that, and that would be very triggering for a lot of people. They posted that on LinkedIn, you can get away with it over there, but on Instagram, you probably, or TikTok, uh, even Facebook, you're going to cop some blowback, especially if you've got a big profile. So it always blows me away how so many expect all the good shit to be easy and how little they are prepared to suffer through to make things better. That would trigger a lot of people, but a lot of people equally would be like, yeah, I get it, yeah, 100%. Now it's easy for that person to say, and it's easy for someone like myself to say that, because we can have this view, because once you've seen it happen time and time again, you get it and you know that it can work. So imagine if you learned one skill that increased your income by 20%. Would you do it? Would you learn it? But lastly, would you pay for it? Remember too that you get to carry that education forever. Now I once paid less than $30 for a book. I listened to this on a plane, I was taking notes and I took one piece of action from that book and it made our accounting practice $2,000. That's a hell of a return on investment. Now, if I wasn't open to continuing my education, if I thought I knew everything about running an accounting practice and that I was a fucking hero and that maybe I could be writing that book, then would I have brought it? Would I have looked at it and gone 30 bucks for a book? I didn't even know this bloke that wrote this. And then I've got to listen to it. But then, of course, I've got to take some action as well. But I did all of those things and two grand from $30. Now, that is the value of continuing to learn and having an open mind and being willing to pay sometimes too for a lesson. I once heard somebody say that if ever their kids want to buy a book, they let them buy as it or as many as they want because they want to encourage them to be reading. Now, I have a little bit of a, a similar thing where if I see a book that I know someone very smart, intelligent or successful recommends, I'll search it usually on books on my phone and if it's there in an audio version, I'm like bang, fucking double click right now and pay for it and then I know that it's saved, it's there and I can come back to it and I can study it at some stage and then I'll take it through my process where I'll listen, I will take notes, I'll go back and review those notes, I might even listen to the book again in the future but I, I have made such massive increases or improvements in my life, whether it be financially, spiritually, emotionally, sexually, morally, whatever, through learning from other people. And a book is usually somebody's life's work, right? So this book that I'm reading about, Running Accounting Practices, this is somebody who's taught people how to do it, and they're like, let's try and distill all of this information into a book. And I pick up one lesson from it, and I get a massive return on that investment. 
But I think for a lot of people, they're like, oh, you know, do I want to pay that 30 bucks for a book? And we've spoken before about, you know, these days it's courses. People sell courses online, massive in America, different countries. Here, we're like, don't know about that. Just looks like they're trying to sell me a course because most people are wanting to buy a crypto course or a day trading course or a foreign exchange course or some shit. And you're like, I don't know, it seems a bit dodgy. But why not buy a course or a book or a piece of uh, education that is close to the thing that you're actually trying to learn? It could be investing your time into going to Toastmasters, for instance, or going networking. And it could be just like, how do you become a bit more extroverted from your introverted nature? How do you know whether you are one of those two things? Do you study your strengths? Do you know your own makeup? Do you know why you get nervous at certain things? Do you know how you can slow that down? Can you go and research that? Can you spend some money to improve those things if you want to. So perhaps for a lot of people, they've just invested in the wrong areas over time. Now, right now, maybe the perfect time to learn a specific skill that interests you and one that will provide a great return when the time is ready. You did this for 15 years at the start of your life. So why not three more years focused on something that you actually really care about? Now what I mean by that is that when you go to school, you're told what you have to learn most of the time, right? Things might be changing now. I don't know. I'm not in the schooling system anymore. And half the shit you probably don't like. Some of it you really like. Well, some of it you just you like and then tolerate. And then there's probably a little bit that you really like. University, same thing. Then you kind of choose what you're going to go study, but then you're told what you have to study as being you know part of achieving in that area. But the beauty is when you get to do your own education is you get to study and learn about things you really enjoy and that you actually have a high level of energy towards because they are enjoyable for you. Now someone actually sent me an awesome message yesterday and there are a number of now examples of what people are doing to make extra income. They're sitting on the Keep the Change Instagram profile to inspire other people to get them thinking differently. But this person said, I taught myself how to build Shopify and Squarespace websites and now I make an extra three to five grand a month building them around my day job slash my kid's life. If you can use social media, you can teach yourself how to use these drag and drop website builders. That's someone with an open mind who has figured out how to let's go baseline 3K, $36,000 a year in income extra, and they can do it around their day job and their kids. They're not complaining about how they don't have enough time, they've got a busy life because they've got kids. They're literally saying, if you can use social media, you can teach yourself how to use these drag and drop website builders. So look at this person. They've done exactly what we're talking about here. I taught myself how to build Shopify and Squarespace websites. There's a time in their life where they would have had no fucking idea how to do that. But they've used the education, the information available on the internet, and they've learned how to do it. And then they've gone and found people who need these things. So they've then fit the market demand and found the person who's got the pain point, they need one of these, a Squarespace website or a Shopify website and they've said, I could do this for you and for me to do that for you, it's going to cost between three to $5,000 and they are doing it and they're leaving a little LK type emoji at the end of it as well. So did that take them 15 years to do that? Probably not. Did it take them three years? Maybe, I don't know. I didn't ask this person how long did it take you to learn to do this but the concept is to spend time learning about an area that actually interests you and then learn to monetize it on the other side as well or learn to get a big return out of it. And it could be an area in your business 
or your job that you want to learn more about and that you know that if you do, that's going to have a huge benefit in time as well. Now next week, I'm going to tell you about how this paid off for me massively in July. And I'm going to show you how I've lived into this and how it's taken me three years to have a moment of, holy shit, look at all of this that just came back. Look at this return on investment and I'll show you another practical example of how I have been able to do this. Now I want you to have a thoughtful weekend. I want to keep I want you to keep your mind open. That's why I asked for all these examples of how people are making extra income and I've saved them all on the Instagram story under the highlights so you can go back through and read them because there are so many different ways and I knew and know that if I keep saying that it's possible, people eventually are just like, fuck yeah, fuck up mate, because you know, you, you go out and you do all that shit, easy for you to say, etc. But I'm like, okay, well let's crowdsource this and let's find out from the followers, what are they doing to make some extra income? And there's a number of people who have messaged being like, wow, this has been really eye-opening, it's been really inspiring. For a lot of people, they'll be like, no, like they won't want to do that because the way they want to see the world is that it's not possible. And they want to hold on to that to give them selves the reasoning that they shouldn't have to go out and do those things or that their situation is completely different you know and and you don't understand and all these things and that's fine because eventually they'll suffocate their own bullshit and they'll get after it and they'll realize I wish I had done it sooner if they so wanted to but they perhaps they'd, they'd never want to and that's fine as well like everybody's on their own journey but there's a lot of people out there who want to they just don't know how or they don't know how to get started and I think some of those ideas on there will give people the inspiration to do it and a number of them feed into this lesson very well because they've taken a piece of education they've continued to upskill themselves and to continue to learn and that has meant that they've then taken action and they've been able to monetize that learning that they have done so did your education cost you your belief is that what has stopped you thinking about continuing to invest in yourself and into your future and to become a different person to who you are now? And that is definitely possible to do and we've never had more education sitting around us. We've just got to figure out how we can channel it towards the things that we like learning about so that in time we can get a return on doing that investment into that learning as well. We're going to continue to talk about this over the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, know that listening to this podcast, if you leave a five-star review, you're helping the algorithm to get it in front of more people. There are over 69,000 downloads in July. We want to beat that again in August. You're part of 10,000 people who receive the written version via the email, LinkedIn, or social media. So the snowball is rolling down the hill but there is obviously always more to be done and there's more people who could be learning from this so please if you could could you share something onto your story could you pass the email on um, could you mention this to somebody else my goal is to help 100,000 Kiwis learn more about personal finance via knowledge and taking action together we can change the wealth of the nation perhaps as John Farnham says we are the voice have a great weekend look after yourselves out there I'll see you next week